Hey everyone, this is Devin Austin. This is my first podcast ever. Just trying to test it out. I'm on a drive right now, so I have a lot of time on my hands. So I downloaded the Anchor app. I heard it through Gary Vaynerchuk. I was watching one of his episodes. He said it was a good little tool. It looks pretty simple. Looks like it makes it super easy to make a podcast because... I've always thought about making podcasts. It just looked too difficult. I don't know how to trim video and all that, but it looks like you can play around, add music to it. I'm not advertised by Anchor. I'm just going off of what I can see. Anyways, I kind of, it, it may change, but I want to kind of do a podcast about my daily life, what I'm going through, things I think about, whether it's business or life, political, family, whatever. I, uh, one thing I have been dwelling on a lot, for anyone who listens, if anyone ever listens to this podcast, they may not, uh, figuring out life after college. It's 2019, I graduated back in 2017, May of 2017, from Washtenaw Baptist University. I graduated with a political science and speech communication double major and a minor in business administration. When I first went to college, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to do some with public speaking, so that was my first major. I got uh, into a social club fraternity thing at my college called Kappa Chi. And I met my big, his name was Dylan Haney. He was big into politics when I met him, so he got me into politics. I started really liking it, joined some clubs, started going to some dinners. So I added that as my second major. Uh, during college, I was real eager, I guess, or I thought I might try to graduate early, so I was doing like 17 and 18 hours a semester. My advisor, Miss Tiffany, strongly advises against it. She said that I probably couldn't handle it, and I don't know if I could have handled it, handled it or not. I just did it because I wanted to try to get out faster because it was expensive college. I did fine. Um, I was going to graduate half a semester early, so it was three and a half years. I was about to you know, they're asking me if I want to just go ahead and graduate. I had all my credits. And I had taken a business class that last, uh, that previous semester called, I think it was marketing or something. I just took it because I had already completed my majors. I was just, I had to do some uh, basic classes for the major or for the degree. Took a market, I think it was intro to uh, macro and micro economics. And I really liked it. I was like, man, business is kind of cool. Started look up some videos. I was like, man, I want to take some more classes. So when it came time to uh, graduate early, I decided I would stay. Uh, I decided that I would stay in college. One, well, the real reason was I wasn't ready to graduate. Uh, I was a little nervous, a little scared. A little immature, I guess. And, um... Second, I just kind of want to be with my friends. And that's kind of a dumb reason when you go to expensive college. Because debt's terrible for anyone who's listening. I would personally do my life over again. I'd still go to Washita and take out a student loan. But for most people, almost everybody, do not take out debt. Try to go for free as or as cheap as possible. I had a lot of options and I chose one that was not cheap. But I knew it was right for me. So it's okay. But I strongly um, oppose anyone doing debt without knowing their plan or what they're doing. Um, So yeah, kind of lost uh, my train of thought, but 
yeah, uh, so stayed, stayed an extra semester, got a business minor, wrapped it up real good, uh, really loved it, there's some business classes I didn't think, I really care about, like accounting, I didn't learn much in, cool teacher, but there's some stuff I didn't really care for, anyways, that was cool, thought maybe I wanted to do something with business, wasn't sure, uh, didn't get any calls immediately from political jobs, even though I had connections. I personally didn't reach out to any, so there was a little bit of laziness. But uh, signed up for a leadership thing through Chick-fil-A. Ended up not doing it, but I really wanted to own my own business. I decided that's what I wanted to do. So I, I said, oh, too bad I got a political science degree, but I'm about to try my hand at one day being a business owner. So I kept researching want to do this Chick-fil-A program, it brought up leaders and taught you about the business, blah, blah, blah. I ended up not doing that, it wasn't right for me, I was going to have to leave, uh, go a long way from home, I wanted to stay a little bit longer, just enjoy my family a little bit more, so ended up, my first job out of college was, a, I was a waiter for a, a new steakhouse in Hot Springs Village, if you've ever been by there, in Arkansas, Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. Um, it was weird because obviously I was one of the few people there with a degree. They were wondering why I was there and not at a degree, quote unquote, job. And you know, it's hard to explain to people. You're trying to figure out life. Also, you didn't, for some people, they don't get job offers or they apply and don't get jobs. I was going to go try to work for this one big uh, business called Caterpillar and it just didn't work out. I was going to be like an office job and it was going to be business, which I kind of liked, but I ended up, it just didn't work out. I probably wasn't ready for it either. So I did the, I did waiter at a steakhouse for a little bit. I took the most of my opportunity. It was a new business, so every night I'd ask the business owner questions and bug him. So kind of learned some stuff. Uh, a marketing, or no, a position at a hospice opened up, which if you don't know what hospice is, it's um where people take care of you at the end of life when you have about six months or left to live. I started out, there was a job opening. I, I found out through uh, my aunt that uh, it would be a volunteer coordinator. Not a lot to do with business, but it would look more like a degree job. And I'd felt pressure from my parents to get a job that <laughs> wasn't like a quote-unquote non-degree job, which I don't think that means anything, you know. If you're happy with what you're doing, it doesn't matter if it's a degree job or not, if it could pay the bills. And that, that took a lot of learning for me because, uh, you know, I, I love my parents. I think they did the best job. I would have them do exactly what they did over again to me for, like, teaching me, raising me. I wouldn't have them change anything. No one's perfect, but I think they gave it the best shot anyone could. And I felt I feel like I had the best parenting growing up, regardless if no one's perfect. I think I've seen other people's parents. I know my parents did the best. Um, I don't think it was necessarily through them, but I felt just self-pressure to make, you know, to, you know, please them. In a way, I'm a people pleaser. I wanted to make them think, oh, you know, we sent Devin to college, and they helped me. I didn't just take out loans by myself. They had to take out a few to help me, and I didn't want to feel like they did that in vain, and they really focused on my education and my upbringing. I wanted to reward them in a way, because, uh, Every family is different, and it felt like for me I was going to be that person in the family that people look to and be like, yeah, look at him, look at Devin, he's 
he did everything right and he got rewarded for it with this big big time job or something so you know a lot of pressure with that and I'm young and I'm just I'm curious I want to do some different things so I joined the hospice job I was a volunteer coordinator starting out but then opening up it eventually led to being a marketer so my main reason for going there was to eventually get like a marketing or more of a business job in it well I sucked at being a volunteer coordinator I love the volunteers and stuff I'm just not the best organizer and I just it wasn't for me but I was doing the job uh, mostly for my parents like I said want to make them happy I want to try you know you don't want to be a quitter I was raised you know like fight through the pain fight through the adversity and I believe in that to an extent but I also believe that there are telltale signs that you may be in the wrong job I don't want everyone to have a mindset where just oh if I don't like a job after a day quit or like I had a bad day quit no really think it out you know some sometimes we have bad days in life and sometimes it's wrong for you either mentally or physically or just not your passion and you can choose if if you can choose a different job then do it you know try not to screw up your resume too bad too bad but especially if you're young if you flip a few times right out of college from what I've research and heard it doesn't really matter because most people quit their first job they even apply for in the first year so I was I was doing that I wanted uh, my mom wanted me to go do masters in business with her because she's a teacher at a place called Henderson she was going back to get her masters in business she has her doctorate in nursing and I thought that would be cool kind of fun to do that with my mom it was super cheap I didn't have to take out loans. I was just paying monthly or something. I said, you know, that's fine. I really want to learn about business part. And I kept, that's what kept driving me. I was like, man, I want to learn the business. I'm going these classes. And for me personally, I felt like I just wasn't learning anything, whether it was because my mom didn't force me to do it, but definitely like made me think, well, because I got, I applied for college before I got the job at the hospice. So, you know, it made me feel like I was doing something. I wasn't just screwing my life away. But it wasn't for me. I, every time I went in, I, was, I wasn't giving it my 100%. I didn't care that much about the homework. You know, I, I did enough to pass. I made decent grades. It wasn't like I was failing. But I could tell that what I, what I felt like I was learning, I could have read in a book or, you know, read through life. And I'd rather just learn by experience doesn't mean that people shouldn't do masters in college that's not what i'm saying for some jobs it requires that degree whether if i agree with that or not but for me being a business owner i had to you know i had to talk to a lot of people who who were wise or mentors and family in my life and they're like if you don't want to do that and you don't think it's going to help with your future job don't do it you know so that was good then while I was being a volunteer coordinator and I wasn't doing the best job, but I, I mean, I did okay, but just, it didn't feel right to me. I got offered a job while working for the hospice, got offered a job in the political realm. One of my connections, I did an internship with a congressman that lives in Hot Springs. And uh, they called me, they're like, hey man, we really want you to come in for an interview. We're looking to hire on some people. And I just told them, I was like, I was like man, uh, it's not that I don't want to do this because I was definitely waiting for a political job to open up before I had a mindset for business. So I was like, man, I was really hoping that internship for free wasn't for nothing. But uh, I told him that the hospice took 
a, a chance on me. You know, I'm a new kid. They were the first ones to give me a job. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to just jump from job to job just because a new job opened up all of a sudden. I want to give the hospice job a chance. I wanted to give, you know, my bosses and a chance. And, you know, they took the first shot at me. And I didn't want, whether it's character, integrity, whatever word you want to use, I didn't want it, that to be affected going from, you know, just hired on a month at a job, like, oh, sorry, better opportunity opened up. I'm gone. Because that would be real douchey. So I told them no, and they actually really respected it, which I appreciated that they said they said that showed a lot of character. Because at, at the moment, I felt like a complete idiot. Because <laughs> I knew that I was passing up a job that was going to pay me more and all that. But I just knew that politics, at least for that moment, wasn't for me. I didn't want this office job of being in politics and sitting at the same desk all day. Blah, blah, blah. So, anyways, volunteer coordinator sucks. Uh, opportunity opens up to be a marketer there. I think I like it for a little bit. I'm really pursuing it. I'm trying and just something inside me. I I think I was doing a decent job. I wouldn't say I was the best, but I was doing decent to pretty good. My, my boss, she even said, she's like, you know, you're doing good. You know, take some learning curve because you've never done this before, but you're natural with people, blah, blah. And uh, things you don't know about me, because obviously you're listening to my podcast for the first time. I, I feel like my strengths are with people, communication, like person to person, all that. Um, weaknesses are like organization, details, things that matter to a lot of jobs. So I do the marketing. I end up, I end up just hating it again, just like the other job, and just like you know, I was working for the same people. I didn't have bad bosses. Uh, just a point of information I had a family member who was like my main manager she helped me get the job but she didn't hire like the whole place had to hire me not just her that way you know no net nepotism or something the company had to okay it that I was a family member but so like the manager was fine you know my co-workers were fine I didn't have any beef it was just the job itself and I got paid really good for starting out you know coming out of college like it was really good money I was living at home saving money I was spending more than I should have because I just didn't have a grasp on how much I should be saving then. But, you know, even with, you know, having a pretty heavy spending um, habit, I was still saving quite a bit, just living at home, no car payment yet. I was driving a beat-up car, just trying to save money. I just hated it every morning for just people listening who have ever I dealt with a job that they completely hated. I don't mean you dislike because I've disliked a job before. I've, I've I've had plenty of jobs where it's like, oh, I don't care to go in today, you know, I'm tired, or it's going to be boring, you know, I don't find a lot of fulfillment in that job, but there's jobs you absolutely hate, like something in your mind, I think it was a mix of trying to stay there to please my parents, and just a mindset that I had that really got me in a bad place, I think depression might be the wrong word, but I definitely had real depressing thoughts sometimes, I mean, I'll be honest, like, I'm a pretty happy person, but I had very low now I just want to be real careful what I say like something real close to suicidal thoughts just because I felt like I was trapped I don't know why I obviously could have quit anytime got a different job but my parents every time I talked to them and I would be like hey man you know the job's fine it's just I'm not super happy right now but I'm pushing through and they were they were doing the best thing parents are supposed to do. They didn't do anything wrong. They're like, push through, son. You got this. Because they thought it was just a job. I was disliking some of the work, which I agree with. If you just dislike some of the work, push through, be a hard worker. But 
something was going on mentally I couldn't explain to him but it just wasn't for me every morning I'd wake up with plenty of time to get to work and I'd just sit there in bed just not you know dreading going in there at night sometimes I'd just sit up there for hours in my bed thinking about having to go work the next day some some days I would really hope that I wouldn't wake up because that's how much I didn't want to go to a job that was fine it was okay nothing bad was happening I shouldn't have not hated that job but something happened so like nights I'd be just driving home sad or even cry sometimes just I couldn't handle the job itself not the pressure the pressure was fine I've handled pressure but just the job wasn't for me I feel like for a lot of people I would just assume my age sometimes we get into this first job we feel like it has to be our final job we feel like uh this is the job that makes my parents happy or makes me feel good or happy or make you know makes other people feel good about me coming out of college or coming out of an internship or something we get stuck in this thought of this is the only job and if it doesn't work out we gotta just push through which two sides to a coin yeah work hard push through the trouble but sometimes if it's not right it's not right you gotta quit and I stayed there, I'd say five months, honestly, five months too long. I, as it, I was there for six months, felt like two years, felt like the longest time. I can't describe to you how long it felt like I was in that trap. Even when I quit, I try, tried to do it gracefully. It was real, you know, upsetting because obviously I just got there and I just started getting good at my job. And they obviously want people to stay and not quit that fast. And I still gave a month notice. I was like, hey, listen, I'm not trying to screw you guys. I just can't do it. That came after lots of talks and cries and talking to people I really respect. And it was hard. It was hard looking at my family member who trusted me and was like, hey, why would you quit on me? And just trying to explain to her because at that time I couldn't really describe the mental health that was going on with me. I was just, I just lied. I, was, I said something about, oh, I don't like how all the people are dying. But, you know, I didn't like it. You know, for a hospice, for people to know, people die on hospice. You know, that's just part of it. The grieving families, it didn't really bother me that bad. It really didn't. It was just the only answer I could give because I couldn't describe the mental state going on. But, so anyways, I deal with that. Um, doesn't look like life's going great. Uh, then I get a job, uh, you know, some time passes. I get a good business marketing job at Chick-fil-A. Met some people, you know, said the right things, got the job. It was fun. You know, I really learned a lot. I think Chick-fil-A is a great place to work for. Learned a lot and want to learn how to be a manager and just apply some marketing stuff with them. I told them I wasn't going to stay long, that I'm eventually trying to own my own business. And they asked, is that five years? What's the year plan? I said, I don't know, but I don't want to lie to y'all and say five years. And I dip out in a year or two. They said, okay, and I I pushed through for Chick-fil-A, fought as hard as I could. They didn't want to move me up in management. Maybe it's because I wasn't good, you know, I didn't have the right skills. They kept pushing it back, saying, give it a few more months, give it a few more months. And after a year, I was like, hey, guys, I'm not growing here. There's an opportunity that got presented to me, and I was, you know, just honest with them. I was like, I'm not growing here. I haven't been, you know... I believe I worked hard enough to be put in position. I obviously could be biased because they, they said some things which were true. You know, you got to work on this, work on that. But I felt like I had done enough where they could trust me to start the 
process of that. They kept just putting me back. They already had plenty of managers in, which is fine. You know, that's life. You know, and there's some things where I had ideas about the business, which I'm young, so my ideas, my ideas may be full of shit. I don't know. And the owner was like, hey, Dev, like, those are decent ideas. I just don't agree with them. I said, that's okay. You know, it's your business. You can do what you want. I just felt like you should have gone certain ways with certain decision making. So, but, you know, that whole time that I was at Chick-fil-A, I never, I never had, like, a psychological problem. I never had a mental block. It was just like, oh, I hate going to work. You know, I dislike going to work. I think hate and dislike, we use those interchangeably, but hate, probably by definition, is a, you know, much stronger word, but just, just however we use it. I hated my first job. I disliked my second job. I never had to have bad thoughts. I never thought about my job after work too much. I was never sitting there dwelling on it. Woe is me, woe is me. It was just like, oh, work's done. Cool. So then the opportunity comes. Again, I'm just telling y'all kind of how I've gone through getting jobs. Uh, I go through this place. It's a, it's a, kind of like a call center marketing place that you go get you sign up businesses around the country to set up these uh sports memorabilia stands you may have seen them in hotels or restaurants and there's some autograph and some just really cool sports stuff on these tables and part of the money goes to charity part of it goes to the business one of those deals like tom's or something and uh it was a marketing thing it was I met up with this guy, and he he owned several businesses, including he was a co-owner in this one. And, you know, I was just talking to him like a mentor. I was like, man, I just want you to mentor me, show me books, show me ways I can start preparing for this journey so eventually I can be ready to be a business owner. Because I, I, learned, I learned a lot from my first business being a waiter. I actually learned a decent amount from being the marketer for a hospice, just more about business. Learned a lot from Chick-fil-A, just how to develop a work culture, getting employees to rally around each other efficiency they're so efficient just if you ever see that drive through chick-fil-a you got to know that it's the best thing i saw a meme once that said whoever made the drive through at chick-fil-a should be running the government and it's absolutely true it's so efficient and this one i i told him i was like man i'm honestly i mean this sounds pretty conceited or it sounds weird but i'm good about there's only one part of business i really don't understand i was like the marketing people I got it. Ideas for business, I got it. You know, those come naturally. What doesn't come naturally is the details of, like, the numbers. Like, I don't get how to make numbers work. The accounting part, going back to I just didn't really care for accounting back in college. Like, taxes, accounting, payroll. How do you know that this percentage means that you're making a profit? Blah, blah. Just the detail, you know, the gritty details of the business. I need. I don't think I need to know, you know, I don't need, I don't think I need to be a professional, but I think I need to know enough to understand what's going on in the business where I'm not doing something wrong, but I don't need to, I don't need to be the best at those details. I just need to have, you know, the capacity to understand what's going on when I see a spreadsheet, see, you know, a profit, net profit, things like that. He's like, okay, well, I want you to start with this business. I want you to work for it. Once you start working for a while, I can start showing you some stuff did it same thing happened with the job with hospice weird mental block i don't know what was wrong with it 
I was pretty good over the phones. They even said, Devin, you're good over the phones. It's just, you know, it was a different type of business because you're basically, even though it was for charity and, you know, helping charity out, you're still selling this product or this service to these businesses. And just something I, I found out, self-awareness, something I learned from Gary Vee. Watch a lot of his podcasts and a lot of his YouTube videos. Actually, I didn't say podcast. I just watched his YouTube videos. I need to watch his podcast. But um, self-awareness, I found out I'm not a seller. I can market, but the actual selling part in the sense of the final closed deal, I'm just not that good at it. I'm not very pushy. If you don't want something, I'm not my personality, I don't want to push it on you. If I owned a business, I wouldn't want to own like a this marketing business that he owns where you have to be kind of pushy, you have to like get them on the table ready to make a decision. If I owned like a shirt, you know, store, for example, you're not sitting there pushing them to buy this shirt when they come in. They come in, look around, you ask if you can help them, they say, hey, do you have this shirt in this size? You don't have to pressure sell them. They know they came in there to buy a t-shirt and if it's the right price or the size they want, they get it. And if not, you know, they don't. Those were, you know, I never see a worker at um, t-shirt store just sitting there just like pressuring someone be like, hey, you got to make this sale you know, or you got to you gotta buy this. This one's for you. Usually it's just like, hey, man, that looks good on you. And if they don't buy it, they're like, okay, cool. Have a good day. I'll, I'll be more of the marketing side of that. I would get the business started and do the marketing for people coming in. I could get people to come in, but I, I wouldn't be good at the final decision if it was a selling type business. Which some people may be listening and be like, Devin, you, you know, butchered some of those words up. But yeah, I think people understand what I'm trying to get get at. Like, I'm really good at marketing ideas. People not good at the end sell. That's going to have to be someone else in my business where I have to pay someone else to do that. Pay someone else to do my detail accounting when I make enough money. Um, but yeah, I wasn't good at it. Same mental block. Not a good mental state. There's days that I would, uh, it's sad, but there's days I wasn't sick, but I would just take a sick day, not because I want to go play around, hang out with my friends, but I would just, I was so emotionally drained from at a place that I just hated. I would make myself sick in the morning just because I didn't want to say that, you know, I was sick and didn't something happen. So I basically mentally made myself like throw up and then I'd puke in the toilet. And then I'd just text saying, hey, I can't come in. And I'd do that just enough where it wasn't like hurting me but like every couple weeks I'd just have a sick day finally the stress got to me I had you know I talked to some people Uh, I came in work one day and I basically pulled my managers to the back and I probably was about to cry it was pretty I was pretty in an emotional state just telling them like guys I can't you know something's wrong I can't do this and they were so gracious it was such a good company they gave me a day you know just to be like hey man take a mental day like think it think it through what's going on if you need to quit cool if you need to stay cool we're not gonna be upset either way you just need to figure out what's going on ended up they found a way to get me to another part of the company that I thought I might like more worked hard for that part of the company not the same mental block but I just knew that it wasn't the right path for me and I needed to find something so I I tried to work something out with uh, my the business owner he's a good guy just like he takes care of his people takes care of the workers but I tried to do something where I could do another part of his business and he was like man it's just not gonna work out like that you can stay if you want and or if you can leave and I won't you know I won't hold it against you I told him I had to quit 
and he was so gracious. He he even said, "Hey man, put me on your resume. I know you didn't work here that long. I was there, probably like six months or something. Not long again in the business world. So my resume looks like crap." Um. But yeah, he's like, man, put me on your resume. I'll talk you up to the next employer. I, I'm not scared. I know you're a hard worker. I just know this wasn't right for you. So, so awesome. Just such relief coming because you know when you're growing up, your resume means a lot when you're trying to apply for jobs. Another reason I want to be a business owner, I just hate the fact that I have to have a resume. I'm either good or I'm not good. I don't, don't want to have to convince you I'm good through a piece of paper. I am. Um, so yeah, so I quit. <laughs> Funny story. I worked for a little bit at this funeral home. You know, I just had to find a job to pay my bills. I had enough savings that I wasn't nervous. I quit before I found a job. I'd saved up for a financial plan thing where I had enough money saved up for an emergency if I had to quit that I'd be able to pay my bills for a long time. So, wasn't nervous about that. It was fine. Took a couple days off, but then immediately got a job and working for a funeral home picking up bodies and doing some secretary work it was it was pretty something pretty crazy and then we're just saying the business guy that i was talking to him and his business partners it's his family and another guy they call me up they're like hey dev i know you just quit and all but there's an opportunity to work on one of the first hemp farms in arkansas we're going to be growing and eventually selling we need another guy to just do some part-time stuff and he was so nice he's like yeah man i know you just quit but you probably need some part-time work to make some money pay some bills so if you want to come on come on started coming tested it out see if i liked it out on the farm i really did i started working more and more hours eventually they offered me a full-time job uh so i had to quit the funeral home but they didn't care they're they're cool they're they're really cool people they're really funny fun fact funeral homes those people have crazy sense of humor. They make thing, they make light of so many situations. It's funny. But back, so it's one of the first uh, hemp farms in Arkansas. It's the bills got passed in the United States where you have to, it goes state by state to see if you can start doing like cannabis or medical weed, medical hemp, whatever you want to call it. And uh, it's the CBD part, so the cannabis CBD farm. It's one of the first ones. They get the licensing for everything working on it i'm just learning and i've to be quite frank with you i've uh, never tried weed in my life i've been around it because my friends and family and i've known people who were heavy dealers in it but i've just never tried it never had an urge for it I'm not against it by any means i'm pretty libertarian on that thought just kind of you know it's such a natural plant as long as you're not endangering people's lives somehow with it which it's really hard to do you know do what you want just never tried it but i really like being on the farm i like being outside it was just fun getting out of the office setting and then just learning about business i told him i was like man if i come on full time it's not because i'm a weed dude i don't want to try your products i don't care it's just so i can see a business start from the ground up and see you rise or fail and how it all plays out how you start hiring employees and you know they they have the farm but they also started a online business selling and then they started a storefront business so i'm just seeing all the parts of it which it's not it sounds great but it's a lot harder to see the business start because good or bad people don't want to just tell you every detail you just have to kind of watch you have to listen on conversations which if you're tired tired it's really hard to just give your 100 percent to listening to in passing what people are saying about numbers and about product 
but I'm learning. I mean, I'm very interested in CBD and the idea of hemp and all that. I don't think I personally want to do that for a business, but that's where I am right now. So I work the farm. I work about six to two every day, six in the morning, two in the afternoon. I have about an hour break to drive home because it's about 30 minutes away from where my house is. Drive home, take a shower, grab some food. And then I go to the store from from three to six. And uh, it's just a really cool opportunity. I don't know how long it's going to last. I've told them, you know, I'm going to help them through this first year. And then after that, if... I mean, I want them to be my last bosses. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but they're really good people. Sometimes they're... Sometimes they ask a lot, but that's okay. That's what bosses should do, you know, push you. But... Hopefully it's the last bosses I ever have because I'm just learning a lot about entrepreneurship and things I'm passionate about. It's such a great opportunity and a blessing I couldn't see coming. It's such a blessing in disguise. If I wouldn't have done the job I hated, I would have never gotten this opportunity because they would have known me to call me knowing that, you know, I was available to work this job. Now, life's really interesting. I know this might be a long first podcast. I don't know how long podcast should be. I'm sorry if you've listened this long. I say sorry a lot. We'll deal with that later. That's another personal thing. But life's just interesting the way it works out. You know, whether whether the person listening right now, whether you think it's divine intervention or just the way the world works or luck, you know, I have my personal view on it. But just the way that life works out sometimes, and I don't know if it's necessarily always doing the right thing because it's not because I know people who do the right thing. It doesn't work out for them. I don't know, life's just interesting, the way that it plays out. I've, it's hard to say, but I'm in such a good mental state now. And kind of the reason I want to do this first podcast, and maybe I'll have to do another one to cut it a little shorter to get all the meat out of this little meal, is, like, right now, I'm just such in a good place. And, I mean, I did something, and it doesn't have to be against the grain. Like, if your parents are okay with the job that you also like, it's cool mine were indifferent you know it took them some convincing but like I'm such a good mental state I wake up happy I mean sometimes I wake up sleepy don't get me wrong it's a little early in the morning I might stay up late just playing on my phone but I want to be at work like I want to work it's such a good feeling and I know not everybody gets that opportunity some because they've chosen a certain way some because peer pressure from family friends or their spouse or their kids and some because they just don't didn't have the opportunity to go for a job they want or they don't think they have that opportunity but just the feeling just how I live how I wake up every day I want everybody to feel like that and that's a big Gary Vee thing so I'm probably going to steal a lot of stuff from him what I re-say so hopefully that's okay Gary Vee if you ever listen but um, where was I going but yeah it's just I want everybody just to be happy going to work because it makes such a difference while I'm working. Like, I I don't stress. I don't dwell on bad jobs. I don't dwell... Even on the bad days, it's a good day. Even when, like, the day sucks, I'll be driving home being like, man, I got to live my best life. I got to go to a job I enjoy today. It sucked, you know. I got an argument with someone or I did something. I screwed up bad. But, man, there's another day. Just... I'm trying to think of the right thing I'm trying to say to y'all, whoever will be listening. Once again, that's pretty um, 
I think the word's pretentious of me, thinking that someone might listen, but you might. Or maybe this will just be a thing where I listen, maybe one day my grandkids listen. Happiness is so weird, it's not money. I, I promise you, I was waking, making way more money at the job I hated in hospice I'm doing now. Way more money. It's stupid how much money I was making there compared to now. And I'm saving more now, making less, because I'm just more conscious of my budget. I call it my budget with my friends. I really love the budget. Maybe I'll do one talking about the budget one day and how you can just save but still have fun. You know, you can, you know, you can save, pay all your bills, but still plan fun. As long as you plan it and it's part of the budget, you'll be fine. But that's a story for another day. You don't get that podcast in this one. But if you're listening, just... If you're not doing something that makes you happy, make a change. It may not be fast. You may not be able to quit your job immediately. Start planning, start saving, start looking, applying, gathering a new skill, working a second job to cover for quitting this whatever job you hate or whatever thing you're attached to that you just hate waking up every day. But if I could just, if I could preach to you, if I could just push you, do it. You'll never be the same how you interact with people, how you love people, how you talk to new people, just even how I treat my family, just being in such a good headspace, I can now truly help people, and you know, people ask advice or whatever, I'm in such a good headspace, I want to help, I'm not just giving out this negative pouring of energy, or this half-ass energy, where I'm not even giving the best advice, because how can I give you the best advice, when I'm not listening to the best advice, or I'm not living my best life currently all right this is a long podcast sorry we'll work on getting it shorter that's what podcasts do uh devin out hashtag helpful hemp farmer i don't know what the podcast is going to be Woo!